Hi, this is Wendy Lockhart, your host on the Not So Perfect Journey, where we dive into all topics relating to mind, body, and spirit on the journey to becoming our authentic selves. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone, and hello to any new listeners out there. This week, I'm excited to share with you the concept of psychological wholeness and embracing your shadow self. Psychological wholeness is something I've been interested in for a long time, but the idea of embracing my shadow self is relatively new. Carl Jung is really the father of those ideas. His focus in psychiatry was bringing together parts of the conscious and unconscious mind which is really what psychological wholeness is about. The shadow self is an archetype along with your persona that make up who you are. The persona is the face you show the world, who you want people to see you as. The shadow self, on the other hand, are the parts of yourself you don't like and try to bury. The problem with trying to bury parts of yourself is twofold. One, the shadow parts always will surface in one way or another. And two, if you're not embracing all the parts of you, how can you truly be your authentic self? When I was younger, I had a lot of repressed anger. Anger at my parents for all the crazy crazy things they did that affected me. Anger at how certain teachers treated me. Anger at how people I thought were my friends treated me. Instead of finding healthy ways to express myself in this anger, I felt ashamed of it and buried it deep. I was always nice Wendy, who was always calm and never got upset, but underneath I felt like a powder keg. You can only bury your feelings for so long before you rebel and do some really stupid things, which I of course did, which made me feel more shame. It's kind of a vicious cycle. And only by naming, embracing, and integrating all the parts of you, good and bad, can you truly be whole and authentically yourself. Thuksi Rinpoche, a Tibetan Buddhist master, I hope I pronounced that correctly, had this to say about all these pieces of self. The spirit needs spring and winter, beauty and terror, meeting and parting, needs every experience and every energy to achieve wholeness. Contemplate all energies without fear or disgust. Find their essence, for that is the stone that turns everything to gold. It's so easy to look at other people in their lives and think how perfect they look, how perfect they act, how perfect they are. But are those people also hiding their shadow selves? Aren't we all in some way? In spite of quite a bit of psychotherapy in my late teens and early 20s, I still didn't really understand that I was burying parts of myself. I didn't understand that no one is perfect and that everyone had their own shadow self they were burying. How hard do you work to keep up that persona, to put on a smiling face when you feel like crying? How many times has someone asked you how you're doing and you said, fine? I personally, and maybe you too, used to have the tendency to look at other people and think their lives were better than mine. But the reality is all life is suffering. We're all suffering in some way, whether it's visible or not. And that's okay. In becoming your authentic self, it's important to recognize that you are perfect exactly as you are, 
bumps, bruises, warts, and all. Embracing all the pieces of you brings an incredible sense of freedom. Dropping the persona, dropping the act, frees our energies for other positive pursuits. When I was in my 30s, my dad died, and about a week after he died, I had back surgery. The post-surgery drugs clouded my ability to grieve. I also got engaged for the second time, two weeks after surgery, so all these major events happened in a short period of time, but I didn't really feel I had the space to feel everything I was experiencing. So I did what I do best and stuffed it all down, put on a smiling face and moved on. I knew better than this. I knew that I was creating pain in my body. See, when things happen to you that you don't deal with, the emotions and experiences can get stuck in the body, creating pain. A year and a half after these events, and coincidentally the day before my wedding, my back pain went off the charts. I could barely move. This continued for weeks, making my life miserable. But I still didn't listen, refused to accept that anger may be causing my issues. I had become afraid of my anger and of the consequences of expressing it. A few months later, things came to a head and I could barely move. My new husband uh, didn't want to drive me to the emergency room and insisted I drive myself, which was really hard. But fortunately, we only lived literally a few blocks away from the emergency room. But that just brought up more anger. An MRI confirmed I had issues with my spine and surgery could be an option. But the first surgery was so awful, I was determined to avoid a second one. Ended up at a bookstore a few days later and was drawn to a small red book, Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno. I bought it and read it in a couple of hours. At the end of the book, my back pain melted away about 80%. It was crazy. Because it was all about how anger can be stored in the low back and acknowledging that you may have repressed anger is the first step to healing your back. So just acknowledging the fact that I had anger reduced my pain. I had to face my anger head on to heal myself. And that was my first step to truly embracing the shadow self I was so afraid of. A few years later, I found a great therapist who really helped me do that work. I still feel like becoming your authentic self isn't a straight line, a linear path but that we continue to peel away layers of an onion. Since then, I've explored my shadow self more. While today I do feel very integrated and the face I put on for the world is more accurate of a a reflection of who I am, there is always work to be done. When I have pain in my body, I stop and ask, what is this pain trying to tell me? And what have I stuffed away that might be contributing to it? If you suffer from pain in your body, this is a good exercise to do and may surface some parts of your shadow self that still need embracing. I would also like to say that because of the mind-body-spirit work I have done over the years, I look back at myself and others with a lot more compassion than I did in those moments. I acknowledge that others have had their own stuff they were dealing with, and I probably didn't communicate as well as I could have. It's so important that if you are looking back to have that compassionate lens or you can get stuck in a lot of negative thinking. 
Part of the goal of this podcast is to take the steps of an authentic journey, which is not my personal creation, but other people have done that work, and put my spin on it. My spin is to look at how mind-body-spirit connections can affect your ability to continue on the journey. Part of what I think helped me so much in my own journey was doing things like starting to exercise, eating a healthier diet, starting a meditation practice, and reducing the amount of stress in my life. Your brain creates your mind. Dr. Daniel Amen, who has written many books on brain health, has a great analogy for this. Taking care of your body and brain makes for the best hardware platform, and then the mind is like the software program. So if you're having issues with negative thinking, anger, addiction, and other parts of your shadow self that you don't like and, and stick into the shadow realm, are you taking the best care of your biology that you can? His acronym for brain health is Bright Minds. B is for blood flow. Are you getting regular cardio exercise? RA is for retirement and aging. Are you keeping your brain challenged and learning new things? I is for inflammation. We want to reduce that. G is for genetics. Can't do much about that. H is for head trauma, which is something we can't avoid. And T is for toxins. M is for mental health. I is immunity. N is neurohormone issues. D is diabetes. And S is sleep. On the last episode, I talked about some tools you can use to work on your mind, body, spirit health. And we'll be continuing those every other episode. So I won't dive into those here too much, but stay tuned for more tools in the next episode. Okay, we took a small but important detour there. When Jung was coming up with his theory of the persona and shadow, very little was known about brains and brain health. It's important to me to make the connection that we now know that mental health is the same as biological health. That wasn't or known or understood until relatively recently, yet we still stigmatize mental illness. If you suffer from depression, anxiety, addiction, or anger issues, while we may see those as functions of the mind or mental illness or our shadow selves, there is likely an underlying biological condition as well. I also want to recognize that it's not always easy to fully express your integrated self for cultural reasons in our society. We'll get into that topic in a couple of weeks on the psychological agency episode. Doing your shadow work is important and cannot be ignored. Jung said, filling the conscious mind with ideal conceptions is a characteristic of Western theosophy, but not confrontation with the shadow and the world of darkness. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. This makes me think of something important I learned recently about dreaming. I was listening to Ologies with Allie Ward, one of my favorite podcasts, and the topic was dreaming with guest G. William Domhoff, who has been studying and collecting thousands of dreams over a few decades. What was my big aha? learning that most humans experience very dark and scary dreams a majority of the time. Yeah, a majority are like that. I thought it was just me. I thought there was something wrong with me. 
I thought I was alone. I thought I was weird. That recognition helped another layer of my onion fall away. I hope your takeaway from this episode is that if you think you're weird, you're probably not. You're just like the rest of us. Totally imperfect. A mix of good, bad, the whole catastrophe of life. Suffering like the rest of us. Let's suffer together and acknowledge how imperfect we are and let our shadow flags fly. I'd like to leave you with this poem today by Michael Lunig, an Australian cartoonist and poet. To be on the safe side, I took out a fine tooth comb of retrospection to run it through my life, to comb out all the dark, dirty bits of my history, the silly, nasty, naughty mistakes. After combing furiously, for several hours, I had gotten rid of all the nasty lumps. I had now turned myself into a piece of human confectionery. What a success! I had attained marshmallowdom, the highest, most attractive, and perfect state of being, and the epitome of getting it right. I was also stuck to the chair, but more about that later. Until next time, my friends, love yourself unconditionally with abandon or without abandon, <laughs> every single flawed molecule. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please pass it on. And if you follow the show, like the episode and give a review to help people you don't know find it. Thanks for being here and thanks for being you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to not let the perfect be the enemy of the good on your not-so-perfect journey.